So what is Fixit? Fixit is a brand that represents confidence, success, entrepreneurship, motivation, inspiration, mindset, positivity. You name it, we'll be talking about it. Welcome to the Fixit Podcast, Fixit First. My name's Marcus Burdak. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Marcus Perdek. Welcome to the Fix It Podcast, Fix It First. This is episode number one. Now, for the ones that are tuning in, listening to this, please feel free to watch the uh, some of the video of this that I'm going to be posting and you'll see the setup that I have right now. So currently, I am sitting in my car with a selfie stick in front of me with my headset connected to the selfie stick it's extended right in front of my face I have my cell phone that I'm recording on for the audio for this podcast and I have an older a very old old cell phone as well that I found that is filming me right now recording this podcast as well so you're going to be able to see the setup here Um, and for this first episode I apologize beforehand about the audio. I'm like I said, I'm in my car. You're probably going to hear some uh, some moving around, maybe some background noise of cars driving by. Um, I'm in a tight, confined little uh, space right now. But you know what? That doesn't matter because I'm doing this and I'm excited and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm I'm just gonna do whatever it takes to get this podcast going and throughout the uh, throughout the episodes. The quality is going to get better. It's going to be amazing. And not only that, you're going to be a part of this journey, but we're also we're going to learn together from from the guests that we're going to be having on the uh, having on the podcast. So what I want to do and what I want to talk about right now is uh, I want to talk about let's talk about let's talk about me. Who am I? So I am my name is Marcus Perduck. I created the Fix It brand, and Fix It is—it's like the intro says. It's a brand that represents confidence, self-development, entrepreneurship, success, mindset, positivity. You know, there's a lot of different topics here. It's—and and let me—I'm going to go into more detail now. Just opening the window here in the car. Um, just, I'm going to go into more detail now about who I am, why I created this brand, and what actually drove me to to pursue this this passion, this life of, you know, motivational speaking, entrepreneurship, and, you know, inspiring other people to better themselves. So let's let's start here. I'm going to go back um, quite a bit. So right now I'm 29, just, you know, about to turn 30 very very shortly here in hell two weeks and when I was uh when I was about 19 20 years old I believe I was 20 years old um you know went to school didn't finish didn't know what I was going to do went into construction then I went back to school to finish and it was a it was a very it was a very confusing time for me and you know as a young I guess I wouldn't even consider myself an adult. Um, But as someone who was so young at that time, and I'm still young now, so I got so much time in my life, 
But as someone who's so young, I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know where I was going in my life. I didn't know what, uh, what I wanted to do. I found myself at the time always wanting to, to seek fame and fortune and, you know, take the shortcuts in life. And I wanted it now, but I didn't want to work hard for it. You know, I wanted to take the easy way out, and, you know, make, uh, I guess you would call it get rich quick. And it just never worked out for me. So I digress a little bit. But anyway, I was, uh, like I said, I was around 20 years old and um, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what I was, you know, what I wanted. So I uh, I just kept doing me, you know, having fun partying with my friends, you know, going out to the bars with my friends, drinking. I was a bouncer for a little bit at some really big bars here um, in town. And um, I also... You know, I was, uh, I was always constantly jumping from relationship to relationship, not really, not really knowing what I was, uh, not really knowing where I was going and what I was searching for. You know, I saw all my friends in these relationships that were long lasting and I wanted that, but I just, I never had that. So I was always jumping from relationship, relationship, trying to find the better one. Um, I got a credit card at a very, you know, not a very young age, but around 20 years old, I got a credit card and I didn't really have any, I didn't really have any aspect of what, what money was. I didn't respect it. I didn't value it. I looked at that, at that credit card as free money. And what made the situation even better for that time was I went and applied for that credit card. I got approved immediately and they gave me like a $6,000 credit card. That right there, you should never give $6,000 credit card to a 20-year-old who doesn't value money. And it's, um, you know, I'm not going to, I value, I value everything now and money and all that stuff now. And, um, you know, I didn't value money then because I just, I, I didn't have any concept of what I, what, what I was doing in my life and where I needed to go. I was so lost, you know, and, um, I, uh, I was a delinquent, you know, I was partying all night with my friends and going to work late the next day and working these dead end jobs that I hated and just constantly pursuing this, pursuing that, nothing working out. Oh man, I tell you, but if it wasn't for me doing all of those things at a young age, I wouldn't be here now. And I wouldn't be who I am today. But there's also a lot of other factors that we're going to be diving deep into in this uh, in this first episode. Um, so you get a really good understanding of where I came from and who I am now and, you know, what I represent. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, uh, I came from a good family. My mom, my mom and dad, they divorced and everything. But so I spent a lot of, at a young age. I spent a lot of time with my uh, with my mom on holidays and then my dad throughout the uh, the rest of the year and it was um it was fine like yeah it was a good you know maintained healthy relationships with them that was great um you know they both were hard-working parents i uh, i guess you would call you can you would say middle class parents is i guess you would consider them at the time and they were you know they were very supportive and uh they were just great parents and they still are great parents today and, um, you know, and then I, I have a stepmother as well. She was very supportive and great. And obviously at a young age, you know, you're going to bump heads with a step parent. 
um, but completely different now and she's a very very wise woman and you know I listen when 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 she tells me things now I really really listen to to what she has to say and offer and it's I really appreciate that um so if you're listening to this thank you <laughs> uh so, yeah so it's it's been a very interesting life I was born uh, I was born in Germany moved to Canada at a very young age you know didn't I was, I was the weird kid I was the odd one out you know I was like seven years old had really long hair got made fun of you know people I, I still remember till today so my name's Marcus and when I was a kid they kids would make fun of me and bully me and pick on me and they'd call me mucus <laughs> and kids are creative man I tell you kids are extremely creative uh, when it comes to making up making up names so yeah but they got to me it really did I was a you know I was a little shithead I was uh I was angry at kids you know I was I would never start a fight but if I'd always stand my ground and you know if someone would make fun of me and then they'd get in my face and push me I'd push them even harder and you know this is just this is who I was then not like that anymore obviously so that happened now let's move forward a few years actually let's not move forward a few years let's move forward like a long amount of time uh, so you know like I said I was 20 jumping from relationship to relationship had a credit card had a lot of money I'm sorry didn't have a lot of money I had a lot of money on my credit card and I viewed it as free money um, and I never you know I never paid the bills on time I didn't care uh, I was like yeah whatever I'll deal with it later it's not a big deal but it's because I didn't have a value on I didn't have any value for money it was uh yeah, it was, it was, it's definitely a life experience that I am extremely grateful for going through. So I did that. Went to, like I said, didn't finish school. Went back to school to finish it. All of that stuff. Went back into construction. All of that. I was confused. Jumping all over place from this job to that job to this job to that job. Just trying to find my purpose. Tried pursuing acting. Did a couple of background, you know, did a couple of background roles as extras and stuff. And, you know, I tried it. I tried the door-to-door -door sales. I... I was selling for uh, one of the like cable internet providers here, and I um I just wasn't you know I was I was hustling. It was great. I was good at it, and it was uh, but I hated it. You know I hated door to door. It just was, I hated every second of it. But I was making good money and hustling, and then one day I just said, "Fuck it, I'm done. I'm screw it. I'm done with this." So stop doing that and. You know, then that's kind of around that time. I think I was maybe 23 or 24. I can't, no, 23. Yeah, maybe a little younger, 22. I can't even remember, but I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in a band. And me being like, that's a thing. I'm a, I'm, I guess you would consider it a metalhead. But I'm, uh, you know, I love listening to like hard rock and metal and stuff. Um, but, you know, I listen to a whole bunch of other genres. But yeah, so, you know, I started getting tattoos at a young age. Um, no, I don't regret any of my tattoos. I actually like them all still today. Uh, and it was, you know, I started viewing myself as this tough guy. Look at me, I'm hot shit. And uh, when really I was, I was nobody. I, I, you know, I was nobody. I was pretending to be someone who I wasn't. Uh, so I started doing, I, you know, started bouncing at bars because I was, I'm a six foot guy, and I was uh, at the time I think I was like 240 pounds, and uh, but that's not the heaviest I got to. So. I um started bouncing at bars, hanging and hanging around the wrong people, and consider I was probably about 23, 24. Yeah, 23 sounds right. Um, and I was hanging around not the wrong people. I'm not saying that they're bad people. It's just you know I was, I was hanging around a crowd 
that is um that, that isn't it's I, I it's it's bad to say this but i was hanging around a crowd that's very associated according to society standards with partying and well, it's because i was a bouncer you know obviously because bouncer are very big clubs here in, in the city as well so i was doing that um and then Figured I needed to figure, you know, I started getting a little older, and I think it was around the time I was 25, 26, I started thinking to myself, all right, Marcus, you know, you got to figure your life out. You're not going anywhere. You got to do something. It's trying, it's trying very hard to, you know, get back on track and have this value for money and value for who I was, and I was trying to figure out who I really was and what I wanted to do. So I went to construction, and, you know... I was in construction for most of my career and I was, I loved it. I was doing great for myself. I was just killing it, working hard, busting my ass off and I loved it and the money was good. So then I ended up buying a, uh, I ended up getting a truck and you know, my credit was so bad that I, um, this truck I think was, oh, I can't even remember. I think the truck was $11,000, but since my credit was so bad, I ended up qualifying and, you know, this is a life experience. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're going through this or you're thinking about it, really look at what's going to happen. Don't just do it on impulse. Just think about what's, what's the, uh, you know, how it's going to portray out in your life. So at the time I wasn't thinking clearly and I was told by people, you know, parents, you know, don't do it. It's not a, it's not going to help you. It's not going to, you know, better yourself, but being young and naive still, I, um, I didn't like hearing that from people. I was always very, I'll figure it out myself. I have to learn. Let me figure it out myself. So I got this truck. Um, I got this truck and uh, I was working and I was paying the truck on time, which was great. But like I said, my credit was it was terrible, very bad. So I ended up approving somehow, getting approved somehow for a very high interest loan on the truck. So I ended up having to pay, I think it was $16,000 on that truck. So that, and I, I can't even remember. It was probably around the $10,000, $11,000 mark um, for that truck. And it was, it just bled me dry. So I started making that payment, those payments for the truck and construction. I was doing good. And then there was, um, you know, I, and then a few, I think a few years passed in construction I was with somebody we were doing okay and then I told myself I just wasn't happy I wanted to do something different so after a few years of this I um I wanted to figure something out I wanted to do something and that's I guess this is kind of the start of where I when I wanted to start helping people so I started wanting to help people and um you know I thought about nursing and you know, going to medical school for that, you know, becoming a nurse or an EM, you know, uh, an EMP, anything like that, be in some form of the health and wellness industry I wanted to be in. And um, I also at the time met a good friend of mine that he's going to be a guest on the podcast, Dave. Um, and uh, this now this was the heaviest I was at. So when I met Dave, I, uh, I was working out at the gym and I was trying so hard. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. Didn't know anything about nutrition, none of that shit. And um, I was trying so hard, and I weighed 260 pounds, I think. I think it was 260 or 263, I, but that was the heaviest I ever was, and I was a big boy. If you looked at me, you could see it was unhealthy. Like, it was an unhealthy 260. Um, 
you know, it, things, things were hard, I, hard to walk, I couldn't run, couldn't do any of that, and I was trying hard, and then, you know, Dave, he saw me a lot in the gym, we started talking a bit, and then, you know, Dave trained me, and Dave trained me, and he helped me so much, I can't, I don't know how, how long the time frame was, but I, I know it was extremely, it was, for me, it felt like it was like two weeks, but it was probably closer to like maybe three months, four months. I can't remember, but it felt like it was no time at all. But I started training with Dave and it was so hard and he gave me a nutrition plan and follow it and this and that. And we we're training and he was showing me what to do and correcting my, uh, my workout routines and, you know, my posture and everything. And, you know, I have him to thank for, I have him to thank for that because it was a very short time frame. Like I said, it felt like two weeks, but it's probably closer to three months. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I went down from 260 and I think I went, uh, sorry, I went from 260 to, I believe it was two, uh, 218 in a, such a short time frame, And I, I felt great. I felt on top of the world. Like I felt so good about myself that I accomplished that. <clears throat> and this is where now I go back to what I was saying originally. This is where I started thinking about, you know, I feel good. This is a great feeling. I have empowerment, confidence. I love this feeling. I want to give that feeling to other people. And that's when I started kind of jumping into the health and wellness a little bit. So I was thinking about what doing, looking up different things, looking at chiropractic schools, massage schools, traditional Chinese medicine schools, so like acupuncture, so on. And um, I, was, I was talking to Dave and I said, you know, I, this is what I told him. I was actually hell bent on it. I said, I want to be a, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a registered nurse in RN. And um, he said to me, and I remember exactly what he said. He said, I think, he said, I think, um, I think you should be a massage therapist. And he said, and his reasoning was because he said, you're very visual. You're very hands-on. I think you will thrive in that industry. Um, you know, think about it, pursue it. Not pursue it, but he said along the lines now, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, think about it and really look into it. Now, here's something if you don't know about me. I, um, so I have ADD and that's just, there's a lot of people or ADHD, I don't ADHD. So attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And a lot of people do. And, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't medicated. I wasn't treated for it at the time. And, um, so I did a lot of things impulsively. If I wanted to do something, I would do it like that. Wouldn't even question it wouldn't think about the future outcome. I would just think about the now. And I was still very money hungry at the time. Um, and <laughs> completely different now though. Uh, I'll explain, uh, I'll explain a little bit later. And, uh, so I started looking in massage therapy. Um, I was with somebody and, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was maybe three, four days of me researching massage therapy. And then I went to a school for uh, massage therapy to do a walk around and, you know, kind of an introduction to what they do. Here's our application if you would like to apply. So I did all that and it seemed great and everything like that. And there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of promotional talk and being a young, being someone so young still, they, uh, it, you know, it's very, it was very easy to, uh, to convince me that it, this is how it's going to go. So they were like, you know, you, they, they weren't lying to me, but they were saying, no, you could, uh, you can, you, you can work for yourself. Um, you can make up to like 80,000, 60,000 a year, 80,000 a year. 
you know, you can work, create your own schedule, build your own client base, doing all that. And the words that I heard were, you're going to make this, you're, you will make a lot of money, 60,000 plus a year. You'll only have to work for yourself and you can work when you want. But I didn't hear the words in between. The words where they said, you can and that's what they did say. They said, you can make, and it's true, absolutely, you can thrive in that industry. And there are people that I know in that industry that are thriving right now and just killing it every single day. And good for them for sticking it out. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I heard. And I, I was with my uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time. And we were, I, was, I told her, and I was like, this is what I want to do, and blah, blah, blah. And she was, was somewhat supportive, but you could still see she was hesitant, being like, okay, well, you have this job that pays the bills right now. Um, and you're just going to up and leave and, you know, quit your job and go to school. And yeah, I, I said, yeah. And I did it. I quit my job. Didn't even think about it. Well, I didn't quit. There was, you know, the, there was, uh, the, the job I was in, they were being bought out by the company. So it was getting laid off anyway. Um, but I, I should have gotten them to lay me off instead of just leaving because I would have been able to help myself out a bit, but I didn't, I wanted it now. So went to school, did that girlfriend at the time left me like hell, maybe a month after because I didn't have any money anymore. My student loans didn't come through. I was in school making nothing. And this is when I started falling behind on my bills. I started falling behind on my bills. Couldn't pay anything. All my debts were just racked up through the roof. Just shitty, just terrible amounts of debts. Um, and I, I couldn't pay anything on time. I always found any money that I had, I was pushing, you know, trying to give it to them so like I wouldn't get in trouble, but I just couldn't do it. Like I was so far behind that the payments I would make didn't even affect it. So a lot of collections started popping up and all of that. And of course I neglected all of those. And I, she left me, did that, went to school, started going to school, working hard, all of this. All of that, met another person probably five months after. Uh, started dating her, and, um, and around when I met her, I, uh, I started working as a massage therapist, and I loved it, but I hated the place I was working at. So I was working there making, a, I think it was like 18 bucks an hour at the time or something, and I was like, ah, oh, this is what, I hate this. This is not what I signed up for, but I loved the industry. So... I was working, working, and then as I was working there, I was looking for another job to make more money, so then I ended up getting a job working for a chiropractor, and I started working for the chiropractor, so I was working the two jobs at the same time, at the, one at the spa, and then one at the chiropractic office, and I was doing this so I could, uh, you know, build my client base at the, the chiropractic office, because that's where I wanted to go, that's where I saw myself, was working on people with injuries and helping them out, and, you know making them move forward like more severe situations um, well sorry about that if you guys heard that that was my uh that was my phone <laughs> and i just realized i'm talking but the mic hasn't been plugged in so the audio is probably going to change now that i'm plugging in the microphone so that's probably going to sound a lot better now so wow sorry uh <laughs> anyway so I started doing that, and then my client base started building a little bit at the uh, at the Cairo office. But the thing is, when you go from 18 bucks an hour to making, I think I was making 60% of a massage at the time, and I believe the massage 
I can't, it came out to like 40 something. It was like 40, we'll call it 40 bucks an hour, uh, per massage. Then I was like, screw this, left the spa, went to the, the Cairo office and started just doing that working my butt off every single day to build clients. And at the, you know, it was, it was okay. It was mediocre at best. Still loved what I did though. Um, and then, um, I got referred to a chiropractor here, very well established, well known, a lot of just very morally and ethically driven, you know, and this is why I think this man and his practice have become so successful is because of how he operates. He doesn't look at people as money. He looks at them as how can I help them? And he's been operational for 20 something years. I want to say at least like 25 years he's been operating for. And I, this is where I learned so much about the industry and I am super grateful for that. So, um, I started working for him, left the other Cairo office, went to this Cairo office, you know, and I loved it, oh, loved it so much. It was so happy, you know, the people there, and this was the atmosphere I wanted to be in. And I thrived in that atmosphere. You know, I was happy and just, oh, loving it, killing it, working hard. And don't get me wrong, there were slow days as well. But on the slow days, I would call all my clients and be like, hey, I haven't seen you in a few weeks. Let's let's get you back in here. Let's do this. And I was working hard and it was paying off and it was great. And then, um, I met, uh, I met another woman and, uh, she's my ex now and she's the mother of my child. Uh, sorry, the mother of our child. And, you know, I met her and fell in love. We were doing great. We were happy. She was a massage therapist as well. Um, so she understood the, the grind, the hustle that it took. And I understood hers and, we were doing, you know, we were doing good at the beginning. We were doing very good with each other. And then I was working with, uh, I was working with the Cairo and I figured, you know, I'm working for him. I love it. I'm going to try to move forward and make some more money and pursue, pursue this passion on my own. So I did and went to another place just temporarily for a little bit. The pay was more, did that, still loved what I did, but I didn't like the atmosphere there. Um, so I was there very shortly and then I left and then, you know, decided to, uh, start my own, start my own gig. So I did that and, you know, put all my time and effort into that and worked my butt off. And I was with this, uh, with my ex and we were, uh, we were doing, you know, we were doing pretty well. And then it was, uh, yeah, it was probably about a month after I started running my own show that money started going downhill and I had my truck. I still couldn't pay anything on time at then. And, well, I shouldn't say pay anything on time, but I, at the, you know, now that more income was coming in, I was able to pay more bills, but still there were some bills that I was falling behind on because my payments were so high. Um, meaning my truck with that stupid high interest loan, <laughs> that's the last thing I'll ever do. Um, yeah, so I was doing that and then we, uh, we went on a vacation and I thought I could afford it and I couldn't. So we went on vacation and I just wasn't able to pay the amount of money that I should have paid, um, on time. And it's, and then after, when we got back from vacation, still couldn't pay the money. Then I couldn't afford to renew my license and, um, I couldn't pay, afford to pay uh, the rent. I like, I couldn't even afford to pay the rent. So then she started paying for everything. And this is where, this is where, um, it really gets good. So yeah, it, you could see at that point, this was very close to the end of our relationship. She, uh, we, we started drifting apart. Um, you could see it. You could see she was upset and unhappy and I, I don't know why, but at the time 
I just, uh, I was blindsided. All I saw was this, just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, Marcus, keep moving forward, try, it's going to come to you, it's going to come to you. And I was trying really hard to bring in those clients. And, um, you know, she told me I should get a second job. And I was, I was looking, but not looking hard enough, obviously, uh, at the time. Um, because I was so driven by one thing and one end goal. And I, uh, you know, I just, I wasn't showing the results of it. And, um, and then one day she left. So then it was, uh, before that happened though, you know, I couldn't afford to renew my license. Like I said, couldn't afford anything else, had nothing. I was started falling back into debt and I, um, so I said, screw it. I can't do it. Worked as long as I could up until I, my license expired. And, um, I stopped working as a, as a clinical, um, as a clinical sports massage therapist. And, um, I think I, I think it was like three days before my license expired. I, I stopped doing it, closed up everything, closed it up, closed, you know, stopped running the business. So, you know, stopped running my, I guess you would call it like, cause I ran my own practice, um, out of a location and, uh, fell behind. And then yeah, I just, I couldn't do anything, didn't know what to do. And then I was out of work for, I don't even remember. It's probably two weeks or so, maybe longer, but, um, I ended up looking into bankruptcy, talking to some people that I highly respect and are very, very uh, successful individuals. And I asked them how it works and I got some very good advice and I researched it and I went in and, uh, I told the the trustee that this is uh, this is what's going on. This is what I blah blah blah, so on and so forth. I want to you know I just want to fix my life. I just want to fix it, and um, I just want to I just want to you know I want to be a responsible adult, and uh, you know we were pregnant at the time, and told them about the child that we we're gonna have a child, and you know I just I I want I told them I need to be a father to our child. I can't I can't you know I need to you know I can't do this. I can't not have money to support our child and so I went through with it filed for that stuff took all my debt started new so started new um didn't have a job and then I found a job at uh I needed to find any job actually so I ended up getting a job at a local garden center working there for a bit just to make any form of money to bring into kind of assist or help with whatever I could to pay my rent um and to kind of assist a little bit with bills and um yeah things were getting rough between us meaning you know you could see that she was getting stressed out because of this financial situation I put us in and she uh so she left me and then when she left me I went into a downward a downward spiral um and this is uh this is what most of you know me for uh sorry know who I am now but this is the story that a lot of you know me about and um, the ones that you don't, it's, uh, yeah, it gets pretty, it's real. So she left me. Um, she talked, we were talking, I picked her up one day. Oh, yeah, by the way, the bankruptcy, I failed to mention after all of that stuff happened. I, you know, I told, the, I called the people that I had the loan with with my truck on. And I was trying, I, I was calling them constantly, asking them to help me out here. You know, I want to get back on track, this, that, the other. I don't want this to happen, so on and so forth. And then they wouldn't help me. And I think I had about 7,000 left or something like that on the truck. And uh, I just called them one day and I said, listen, you're not willing to help me. I can't do anything. Truck's parked here. It's cleaned out. Plates are off. Keys are in the car. Pick it up. 
And then they started offering me all these things to help me out. And I told them, I was like, no, you're not, you weren't willing to help me out then. Now you're willing to help me out because I'm telling you to come repo the truck. So I willingly told them, come repo the truck. And they did, which was great. Actually super happy about that. I had that thing gone and then the bankruptcy went through and everything. And so all of that worked out perfectly. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then, like I said, the ex, you know, picked her up in her car one day and, um, she, uh, she had a conversation with me and said, I think we need to live separately from each other temporarily. And it, you know, when you hear that from someone that you love, you, it, you really, it hits you hard. So I didn't know what to say. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't talk to her for the whole drive. We got home and then when we got home, she took, she took, got like packed a bag and went to, uh, went to stay with her mom. Uh, so yeah, that happened. And then I went in this downward spiral, still going to work at that garden center. Uh, they were great people, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, started, I went there and I, you know, I didn't have a vehicle, so I was taking the bus to work. And so I was getting up at like, I can't remember. I was getting up early because the bus arrived. Like it, to give you an example, it takes you about maybe it would take you five minutes to get from my house at the time to that loc uh, to that garden center. And it would take me about an hour and a half bus ride. So I would take the bus there and that happened. I kept trying to go and it was probably about a few, it was probably a few days, three days of that. And I was, you know, I just, I was so miserable and I was in a dark place, started thinking dark things, dark thoughts, you know, you know, meaning like, oh, I just don't want to be alive anymore. And then I went, uh, one day I went home and then called my boss or texted my boss and I said, Hey man, I'm not in a good space right now. Um, I need to take some time off of work. I just need to, you know, kind of refresh. I'm just not in a good headspace right now. And they, they were completely understanding. So they let me take time off. And so I took that, I sent that message and I was in a dark place. And then the day after I was, I woke up and I was just very, I was miserable. And I said, screw it. I can't, I didn't, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not worth it. So, uh, at that time now, This is, um, screw it. At that time, I was in, like I said, a dark place. I saw nothing left. All I saw was, I'm a nobody. I'm, I got nothing. The woman I loved left me, you know, four or five months before our child is, is going to be born because I can't support our family because I'm a deadbeat. I started doing a lot of uh, a lot of negative talk towards myself in my head, and I I said screw it. And all I saw was one option. I hit rock bottom. Couldn't see anything else. Couldn't see clearly. <coughs> Excuse me. So took a whole bunch of pills. Took a whole bunch of pills that day. And uh, yeah, I just was done with life, done with living, didn't see any purpose to live, so blinded by all the darkness in my life, you know, meaning all the negative stuff, I couldn't see any, any positive coming, and I took those pills, and the last thing I remember at that time was I took those pills around 11 o'clock a.m., I lied on the couch, closed all the blinds, locked the doors, kept my phone on, you know, silent or sort of airplane mode, I should say. <clears throat> I just listened to music. I just listened to music and I lied on the couch, closed my eyes and I was ready. 
and I passed out. And I woke up. I woke up at 6 p.m. 5 p.m., 6 p.m., I don't remember, but I wrote, but anyway, I digress now. I woke up at, like, we'll say, we'll, we'll say I woke up at, like, 5 p.m. I woke up at 5 p.m., and, uh, I woke up, and all I remember was, what the hell happened? I'm not supposed to be here. And, uh, it hit me. I said, holy shit. How am I here? You know, that's all I could think is, how am I here? I'm not supposed to be here right now. I'm not supposed to be here. And, uh, so I, I felt, I felt fine. I felt, um, you know, I had a, I had a headache, but other than that, I felt fine. I was walking. I, I was, uh, you know, I was coherent. I, I felt fine. So I drank some water and, uh, I ended up taking a, uh, taking a bus down to the hospital, checked myself in, told them what happened heard a thing and then monitored me and they did all this stuff and tests as they would told them the situation and they asked you know because it's very situation very serious situation and i told them yeah this, they asked like is this a cry for help and i was like nope i this was serious i this is what i tried to do this was my full intention at the time they did that and anyway i got discharged from the hospital uh i can't remember it was a lot i think it was like 18 hours after 24 hours after i can't remember i think it was 18 hours but, uh, yeah, before they discharged me, I was talking to a psychologist in the hospital and they, she asked what was going on and everything and what happened. And I told her the story I'm telling you now. Um, but I told her the story and everything. And she said, you know what, man? I said, Marcus, I think you just, you hit rock bottom. You wanted it so badly, but you weren't getting it. You know, you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. All you saw was the failure, the, the negativity. And I, uh, she's like, I think you just, I think you did it on impulse. She's like, I don't think you wanted to do it, but that's all you saw because there was, you didn't see any hope. And uh, I believe she's right. Absolutely. I do believe she's right. So after she discharged me, I got out of the hospital and it was life changing. I can't even, I, I think it was like, I think it was around 9, 30, 10 a.m. I got out of the hospital the day after. And, um, yeah, walked out of that has, uh, hospital and it was, I looked at everything around me and it was just vibrant and glowing and bright and beautiful. I was, at that moment in time, I was struck by the, you know, the, the beauty that is in our life and it hit me so hard and I took the bus and I was just bawling my eyes out just thinking to myself you know you can never go down that path you will never allow yourself to go down that path and I was thinking like oh if this actually went through I wouldn't be here today my daughter, our daughter, would never know who her father was. And that's just uh, getting goosebumps as I'm talking about it. I wish you could see this. Um, yeah, and it was it hit me so hard, and I just couldn't stop bawling my eyes out because I was so grateful to be alive, so grateful to be here. And uh, I, yeah, so I went home, and it was probably a day or so of me just bawling my eyes out. 
and uh, I called my, I went and saw my employer in person and I told him, hey, this and I'm not ready to go back to work. And I said, I need time to reflect and figure myself out. This is what happened. I told him exactly what happened. And at the time I was hired as a temp, so my contract was going to be ended in a few weeks anyway. And they asked, what did you want? What did you want? What do you want us to do with this? And I said, just we'll proceed like we were normally going to proceed, but I just can't come back. I need, uh, I need time off. And uh, they, they were more than, more than willing to do that. And in the nicest way, they said, you know, absolutely take your time, keep us updated, let us know how you're doing. And so I, I went and I, and, and this is where my life changed this, my life just changed and it seems like it changed overnight, but my life changed for the better because I thought to myself and it hit me like a ton of bricks all at once. I need to be a father for, for, uh, for our daughter. I need to prove to our daughter that I am a good father and I will never allow myself to ever be in a place like that again. And I will never let our daughter have to experience that. And I will do anything it takes to make sure that that happens. So I started looking for jobs everywhere. I knew I was good at construction. Started looking for jobs everywhere. I spent hours, hours. I, I think I sent out like 200, 200 resumes just in email format in like a period of, I think it was maybe th like three days or something like that. And I just kept, I just kept pushing it, pushing it, no response, no response. And then I get an email back saying, Marcus, call me at this number. So I call them. When can you come in, Marcus? I want to talk to you in person. We're located here and it wasn't too far from my house. So I went to the interview, spoke to the, spoke to the, spoke to my boss and he liked me and he said, and I told him my story and I said, this is where I am, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, you know what I want? He's like, I I'm going to make you an offer right now. He's like, I'm making you an offer for the job right now. We're having coffee at a Starbucks at this point in time just outside of the job site and he offers me a job and he's like yeah I want to give you the job right now think about it I'm going to send you the contract and the terms I'm going to give you 24 hours to respond if you don't respond I'm going to take that as a no and I read that contract and I looked at it and I said this is that chance this is my opportunity to do it and I jumped on it and I killed it I killed it I tell you man I killed it I did so good I um I worked my ass off. I worked long hours. I was sweating like crazy. I didn't care. I was doing it, and it felt great. And um so I started dive. And as I was doing this, I was seeing my psychologist for mental health issue issues because of what happened with the, the suicide attempt. And I started developing and you know look developing new skills and buying books on self help and mindset and confidence and you know learning I was just investing in myself to better myself as a person learn meditation and spend hours and hours of this and it was difficult it was so difficult at the beginning because I was changing my life completely I was creating this new me and I just I I went non-stop I was so dedicated to what I told myself and I was going to do anything like I said I was going to do anything it took to get there and I did and uh I got that. And also I want to say, I, like I said, remember how I was saying I didn't have any, I, I did, I filed for bankruptcy. I didn't have anything left, no vehicle, nothing. I was taking the bus to work. Now I was taking the bus to work and it took me about two, two, close to two and a half, three hours, two and a half hours for sure to take the bus to work. I had to take a bus, sorry, I had to walk 10 minutes, take a bus in the completely opposite direction, wait for another bus, take a bus to go all the way back down in the same direction to get to this location. 
Now I had to, you know, we were supposed to, we're starting work at 7 a.m. here. I'm waking up at 4 a.m. so I can get on the bus for 4.30 to make it to work on time. And I did this every single day. Every single day I did this nonstop for a week. For one week I did this every single day. And it was hard, but I did it. And I, uh, I, you know, I started, like I said, I invested a lot, spent time and money into books, reading, learning, developing myself, bettering myself as a person. And I loved every second of it. And as I started doing this, I learned this is what, this is the feeling and lifestyle I want to give to people, you know, so they don't ever have to experience what I experienced. So they don't have to go down that route. And I started really, I didn't pursue it at the time, but I started thinking like, this is what I want to do. This is, this is who I see myself as. Um, as, as motivational speakers, an entrepreneur, as someone who's going to change people's lives for the better. And I, that's the only outcome I saw. I only saw me doing this to help people. I didn't see anything else. I didn't think about, oh, I'm going to get wealthy from this. I'm going to be, you know, like Tony Robbins or any of these guys that you know. I didn't think about any of that. All I thought is I'm going to help every single person I can and impact their life in a, for a better so they can be the best versions of themselves. And that's where I started thinking about it, but I didn't actively pursue it yet. And, um, yeah, so I was doing that, working my butt off, you know, our child is going to be born here in, in November. Um, and I was doing that and all of a sudden, you know, practicing the law of attraction and all of this. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I still love every second of it. And then all of a sudden I come into some money and I take that money and I didn't have a vehicle and I said, you know what, I'm going to get a vehicle because this is going to better myself. So what did I do? I got a vehicle. I bought a vehicle and I bought a vehicle and own it outright, meaning I don't have a loan on it. The vehicle's mine, nobody else's. And it was great because it was the first time I ever actually owned something and didn't own any money for it. Um, so I bought the vehicle that helped so much because it was an investment in myself to make myself be able to get to work sooner and be able to work even longer and be able to get home sooner and do things and, you know, do other um, endeavors and seek other endeavors in my life. And it was amazing because it was an investment. It was an investment in myself. And then I, that got, I was able to start seeing more things come into my life, more better things come into my life, you know, and I, I was so grateful and I still am grateful for every little bit of it. And then I started, uh, you know, getting more responsibilities at work because they saw all the hard work and stuff I was putting in. They saw my value and started, uh, you know, and then I ended up being on a job site with another guy and we were both running the job site together and it just was great. Learned a lot from him and, you know, and then we finished those job sites and, um, and now we're waiting for the next job site to start. So that's why I'm doing this, pursuing this, I'm not pursuing this, but you know, this is why I'm actively pursue uh, actively pushing and working on the fix it brand now because I have the time to for a little bit and it's you know not a it's the next job supposed to be starting in February here but I you know still have time and I'm just working hard on it and I, just more things started coming in my life and then I started making the videos and I started seeing some people pop in my life and you know new opportunities presenting themselves in my life and it just was amazing meeting new friends and making new networks and Oh, I just, I loved every second of it. And then I, I started going out on the social media and pushing this lifestyle of positivity, you know, happiness, mindset, success, goal driven, you know, just really working hard to positively affect people's lives. I started making videos and posting the videos and it just, it drove me 
that's what drove me is knowing that I could, uh, that I am affecting, you know, at least one person is getting something from the message that I am saying. And, and here I am now, you know, from, from July to now, July of 2019 to January, 2020, my following on my platforms are growing substantially. I have people messaging me every single day day in day out you know i'm getting comments from people saying i watched your video and i really needed to hear that message and i or i I got i'm getting messages from people i can't even lie about this man i can't even lie about this i'm getting messages from people saying thanks to that video that you posted about your story i am now seeking professional help for mental health issues and to me that is that is the success right there that is the success that's the you know that right there in itself is the success because i know now that what i am doing is right and it is what makes me happy i don't care about any of the other outcomes the outcome that i care about is knowing that i'm affecting people's lives in a positive manner and that even if i post a video or i make you know a a making this podcast even if i get like one person that listens to it and one person that changes their life and they get something from that message and they reach out and they better themselves that's the success that's what drives me and here i am now i'm working on the podcast for the first time and this is the first episode we're 48 minutes in now 49 minutes right now 49 minutes in this podcast we're in and you know, I don't think I need to say it anymore, but this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm a, I am a motivational speaker. I am an entrepreneur and I am dedicated to better people's lives so they can live the best version of themselves. And I love every second of it. I do. Not a day goes by where I am not grateful and happy for what I have in my life and who I am and where I am now. You know, I've I've created the Fix It brand. I've been working so hard on it. I've been working on a book for it. And I've been, you know, I've been working on the videos and I created I created the clothing line for it, but I don't view it as a clothing line. Uh, it's as it says on there, it says uh Fix It is not a clothing line. No, it says this is not a clothing line. This is a brand. Fix It is a brand that represents confidence, success, positivity, mindset. You know, and that's what it is. It's That's what Fix It is. It's a brand. It's a brand that represents all of that. And I am, you know, I'm working on a lot of projects right now and I love every second of it. And it helps me move forward and it helps me motivate others. And I find myself looking and reaching out to people now and doing things I never would have done before that I, you know, and I never thought I would have done before. And I'm getting recognized by other people. And it's, <clears throat> it's amazing because this, this brand is just growing and it's growing. And it's, it's the most beautiful feeling ever knowing that you're helping somebody. It really is. And I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited to to grow this podcast and continue working on the brand and continue working on the other endeavors that I'm doing right now. And, you know, I'm working on a website for for, for Fix It for myself, um, for, you know, one-on-one coaching calls and 
for, for more, you know, more motivational, public motivational speaking and more coaching calls and things like that. And it's just, oh, it's, man, oh, I, I can't tell you this. It's, it's bliss. It's bliss. Yeah. I feel, I feel peaceful knowing that I'm, you know, I feel peaceful doing this. I feel happy. I'm blessed. You know, my following is growing, which is great. And I'm so grateful for every second of it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast, listening to the first episode of Fix It First. We've got a couple guests that are going to be coming up here soon for the podcast. I'm excited that for you guys to hear their story so you can bring out the best version of yourself. And I can't wait to hear your story. If you want, you can hit me up on my Instagram, on my social platforms. Um, I'd say all you got to do is search at Marcus Perdeck and you'll find me. I'm an easy guy to reach. Um, you know, I've got a beautiful daughter now. Oh, most beautiful, beautiful daughter I've ever, you know, I've ever been able to say I'm, I'm your father. So beautiful. Oh, life's beautiful guys. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for this podcast. Um, I don't really know too much about podcasts right now. It's it's a new it's a new learning curve for me, but from from what I've heard on podcasts, <laughs> um, guys, let's make this podcast number one for its for its market for what we're talking about. So please follow the podcast, download the podcast, and leave a five star review, an honest review, though, guys on the podcast because let's grow this brand together let's create this let's create this brand together everybody let's let's create the fix it movement thank you so much i'm marcus Perdeck, and this is fix it first thank you everyone for being a part of the fix it first podcast and thank you for being a part of this first episode I'm, I, I, I just can't even explain it. I'm so excited to watch all of you grow as a community and see you guys bring out the best versions of yourself. And while you're listening to this, leave a five-star review, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, or on Anchor, whatever platform you may be listening to this to. But let's make the Fix It First podcast number one in self-development. I'm Marcus Perdeck, and this is Fix It First.